In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not too long ago, I was watching a football game on TV, and I was uh, just noticed one particular commercial, or something that it said. It was a, it was a commercial of one of those uh, really big insurance and investment companies. It had really cool graphics and riveting music, uh, just all to show uh, the, the strength uh, of the company. And at the crescendo, it has this slogan. It says, it says uh, life feels richer when you feel secure. Now, I'm sure that their message was that they were the ones who uh, could provide us all that uh, security. Uh, now, I have not done any research on that company. I have no idea what their market performance uh, is like. But, and I do think that you should save and invest wisely. Uh, but I also know that anything that appears to be immovable and unshakable, uh, any earthly thing, uh, will one day crumble. Uh, Jesus' disciples were marveling at the enormous stones that made up the Jerusalem temple. Uh, the church historian uh, Josephus tells us that these stones were 37 and a half feet long. They were 12 feet high and 18 feet wide, quarried single stones, all lined out and stacked up. One of the uh, one of the wonders, really, of the ancient world, one of the, the pride of the religious establishment. And yet Jesus said that not one of these great and marvelous stones would be left one upon the other. And of course, history proved him right. It gives me pause uh, as I look around at our beautiful, uh, beloved cathedral uh, or at anything else uh, that I hold dear and take for granted. And there's a real sense in which the commercial was right. Life can feel richer when we feel secure, but feeling secure and being secure uh, are really two different things. The Bible uh, does not disparage material wealth, for that matter. The Bible doesn't disparage personal relationships or careers or adventure or the esteem of others. Uh, But the Bible uh, does not place any Trust in any of these good things for our personal security. And the reason for that is that the Bible instructs that this world is not all there is. And in fact, this world pales both in comparison and in importance to the next world that awaits those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And so whether you are rich or poor, whether you are alone in this world or you have all the family and friends that you can stand coming for Thanksgiving. The only thing that provides true security is faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now the author of Hebrews tells us in today's epistle lesson that Jesus Christ gave His own life as a single offering for all people for all times, satisfying God's wrath against sin and cleansing from sins all who would put their faith in Him. And there is no sin and there is no sinner beyond the grace of God in Christ. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a free gift. And what this means, friends, is that we are free. 
It means that even when we lose those things that we hold so dear in this world, and yet we have faith in Christ's substitutionary death and His everlasting resurrection, that our security, our eternal and lasting security remains. And we may grieve the loss of those things, but we do not grieve as those who have no hope. And so the question then is, how shall we live into this eternal security that has been given to us in Christ? I'm glad you asked. Beginning in verse 22, the author of Hebrews gives three bits of advice for those who stand in the good news of Christ. He says that we are to draw near in faith, Hold fast in hope and stir up in love. Draw near in faith. Hold fast in hope. Stir up in love. So first, draw near in faith. The church uh, where I served in Charleston, South Carolina, I'll never forget the realization that a friend of mine had about his own faith. He had grown up in church Uh, But uh, the image that he had of God's grace uh, was essentially that God saved you through the cross of Jesus and then said, okay, now be a good boy until I see you in heaven. He was astounded when he came to the realization that in this world, this life, that he was offered a living relationship with the living God. That grace invited him to draw near repeatedly to God in prayer in worship, in Bible study, in the sacraments. That having been cleansed from sin through the cross, that He was welcomed into the fellowship of His loving Heavenly Father. In good times, to prepare for the bad times. In bad times, uh, to make it through, draw near to God in faith. If you are struggling with guilt... Or besetting sin. If uh, you are wrestling with a decision. If you are grieving. Or if you are having the best day of your life. Draw near to God uh, in faith. So that's the first. Second, having drawn near to God in faith. We can hold fast in hope. Now in English we tend uh, to view the word hope. The concept of hope with a high degree of uncertainty. I hope that I don't get sick this winter. I hope we don't overcook the turkey. I hope I don't get trampled at Walmart at 5 o'clock on Friday morning. I hope the publisher's clearinghouse comes so I don't have to shop at Walmart on Friday. High degree of uncertainty. But the Bible doesn't understand hope this way. Christian hope is secure. It's not a wispy wish. Christian hope is sourced in the historical fact and the spiritual truth of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection and ascension. It is sure and it is certain. In the Bible, hope is no less concrete for being unseen because as the author of Hebrews tells us, He who promised is faithful. 
Jesus is the Son of God. He did die for our sins. He was resurrected from the dead to defeat death and offer life. He is alive today. And if you believe that, no matter what happens to you in this life, you will be with Him in heaven. That's our hope. That is our security. And it is sure and certain. Hold fast to that hope. And so we are invited uh, to draw near to God in faith repeatedly. And as we do so, we learn to hold tightly to our sure and certain hope. And then, and then being grounded, being grown, being renewed and reformed in the gospel of grace. Then we may consider how to stir up one another to love and to good works. Now isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting that here faith in Christ, does not isolate individuals, but actually creates community. The New, Testament, the New Testament knows nothing of Lone Ranger Christians. It's been said that even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. You'll find about If those of you don't know about that, that's, uh, there's a movie coming out next year. You know, God Himself is community. He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if you are created in His image, doesn't it stand to reason that you're made to experience your own Christian faith with others? And for those who are gathered here this morning, you're sitting right here with your family of faith. Look around. Look around you. It's a little uncomfortable. I know you're just supposed to look forward right here in church. It's the Advent. We don't do that. Look around. This is your family. Your family of faith. And they are a gift to you from God. Part of our security in Christ is your membership in the body of Christ with other believers. Now Christians can be a messy lot. And yet they they can be an incredible blessing. In the mess, they can be an incredible blessing to you. And you can be a blessing to them. Is there someone here, is there someone in your life that you can encourage with the love of Christ? Is there someone that you can invite to join you and ask to join you in a good work for the glory of Christ? So draw near in faith. Hold fast in hope. Stir up in love. The world offers many things for us to enjoy. Security is not one of them. And life may feel richer when you feel secure, but you know that things in this life come and go. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. That's our security. And life is richest lived in the grace of Jesus Christ. And for those of us who have placed our lives in in and on the bedrock of faith in God, then we are invited into that security. We are invited to feast on it like a Thanksgiving feast that lasts uh, forever. Drawing near to God in faith. Holding fast to our sure and certain hope. Stirring one another up in love. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You. Thank You, thank You for Your grace that You have given to us. That You have saved us uh, from our own sin. From... uh, You have saved us from your wrath by your own sacrifice. And you have given us uh, instruction, opportunity 
uh, to draw near to you in faith. Hold fast in hope. To stir one another in community up to love and good works. Give us the grace. Give us the grace to do so for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.